Hi, I'm Kate Spina. This is Toward Light, Practical Buddhism for the Modern World. Each week, I explore ways to apply these timeless teachings to our daily life. Hello, and welcome to Episode 1 of Season 3 of the Toward Light Podcast. I want to begin this season by honoring my friend Molly, who died in April this year. And I've been experiencing a lot of grief, obviously, but what I want to focus on today is a celebration of her, a celebration of our friendship, this idea of spiritual friendship, Kalyanamita. I hope that I express myself clearly, but as the poet Maya Stein so eloquently puts it, consider the moment you forget where you are exactly and you stand there saturated by a tangled mulch of grief and gladness you will never have the words for. So I will do my best to share my thoughts in this mulch of grief and gladness. So Kalyanamita, this Pali term, it means spiritual friendship. Mita, that word also relates to metta. So that's that same feeling of kindness, of friendliness. There's a sutta where the Buddha is speaking with his attendant Ananda, and Ananda says, oh, oh, I understand. I see that spiritual friendship is half of the path. And the Buddha says, no, no, spiritual friendship is the whole of the path. This idea of sangha, of community, of working together, of being in relationship is the path. I met Molly in Facilitator 2 training at Against the Stream in 2015. She'd been practicing for decades more than me with different teachers, and we were 30 years apart. But our love of the Dharma and our desire to be in and get to know our present moment experience was the foundation for this friendship. That's what made Molly a Kalyanamita for me, a spiritual friend, is that the root of our friendship was this spiritual path, this desire to be skillful, to be kind, to limit the dukkha that we create in the world. And obviously we talked about and connected around a million other things, but the base of the Dharma was like a touchstone. We were always coming back to that. We'd be sitting at a fancy coffee shop and she'd pull out a scrap of paper with a question she had written down after listening to a talk, or I would call her up to ask her a question about her former teachers. I remember this one time we were walking and we just were cracking up talking about how sick we were of people telling us to do everything mindfully, that it had become such a overused buzzword in the culture that it just, it It didn't feel like it had the meaning it needed. We shared before and after retreats. Often she was someone I would talk to right before I went on retreat and definitely right after. It was always helpful to check in with her. We had a lot of conversations in the last few years around mudita, around appreciative joy, and actually the morning that she died, unbeknownst to me, um, I was 
at a beach, walking on the beach, which is something she and I used to do together. Uh, I was walking on a beach in Mexico and I was experiencing Mudita for somebody and I thought about her and how I wanted to share this experience with her. And then late, and then I found out the next day that she had died that evening. Because we had these ongoing conversations around the Dharma, around our paths, we were able to keep on reconnecting and growing in our friendship and growing in our conversations and growing in our understanding. Now, Kalyanamita does not mean that there aren't problems in a relationship. Sometimes there can be this mistaken spiritual ideal, like a projection that spiritual friendships are easy or spiritual communities are full of skillful relationships or that because someone, quote unquote, is a Buddhist, things are easy or more seamless. And that's not true. Impermanence exists. Dukkha exists. So there's going to be difficulty even in a spiritual friendship. You know, one thing I've noticed in my spiritual friendships with Molly and with others is the importance of humor. Whether it's humor about the path or humor about life, it's not written in the teachings anywhere. But that level of lightness at times like allows the depth to happen as well. But if you're just sort of having these deep esoteric spiritual conversations, the friendship can get dry, it can get stagnant, but bringing in humor, bringing in real life allows it to be a dynamic unfolding. At one point, the Buddha went to visit some monastics and he noticed that they were working well together and and he asked them why that was. And one of them said that they blended like milk and water. So milk and water are different, right? But they can blend together. We're all different. Each person is different. We have different strengths. We have different understandings. We have different ideas. And so part of spiritual relationships is honoring those differences, is understanding those differences. And there are times we can work through those differences, and there are times when we can't. There are times that friendships end. That's impermanence. So a spiritual friendship is not marked by its longevity. It's marked by what it's rooted in. And sometimes spiritual friendships end because that root gets lost. Or like I said, it gets stagnant. Early on in our friendship, Molly made it clear to me that she committed to friendships and was okay with disagreeing or fighting, but wanted to stay and work it out with the friend. She shared with me friendships that she had where there may have been periods of months or years where they weren't actively connected with the other person, but she was always open to the friendship resuming when the time was right. So she really taught me a lot about how to have differences with her and to work through them and to stay committed to the friendship. The biggest challenge to our friendship came in 2018 when Against the Stream disbanded and we chose to believe different perspectives and took paths to separate sanghas, me with Meditation Coalition and Molly with Noah's Sangha. At that point, we each had to decide how committed we wanted to be to the friendship And if we were going to stay connected, how that could be manageable. There are many people I chose to break off contact with because they stayed with Noah. 
but my relationship with Molly felt too important to sacrifice. I can't speak to her side, but for me, I had to honor all the ways that we had connection and keep that at the forefront. And this one huge difference that we had, I chose to try and see her perspective while honoring what I knew was right. And eventually we came to an understanding the best way for our friendship to move forward and to support and love one another in the best way possible was to not talk about the specifics around our sanghas and instead stay rooted in our mutual love and exploration of the Dharma. So this Kalyanamita spiritual friendship, it's not without its challenges. It's not a perfect thing, but it's a place for growth, a place to apply the principles of the Dharma and the Noble Eightfold Path to help us be more skillful and more safe in the world. Over the past five and a half weeks since Molly died, I've been flooded with so many amazing memories and stories. I feel like I could talk about her for hours. I've reflected on multiple ways she influenced my life. And all of that to say, I'm realizing the biggest lesson our relationship taught me was how to be a true spiritual friend and how to weather the vicissitudes of life while staying committed to the friendship and the path. So my hope for all of you is that you are lucky enough to have a spiritual friend like Molly. And may we all work to cultivate spiritual friendship so that we may cause less harm and less suffering in the world. Thank you for listening. Please check out any links in the show notes. You can find me on my website, towardlight.net, or on Instagram at towardlight108.